This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 10th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. There was a world of difference between cracking cryptography, which is the NSA's job, and attempting to weaken global cryptography standards, which may have had yet untold costs to privacy, our economy, and cybersecurity. So says Julian Sanchez, a research fellow at the Cato Institute. So it was reported recently that the NSA has been successful in breaking many forms of internet encryption. Uh, that's the essential technology in a way that we all rely on. Uh, every time you log in and you don't want your password to be sniffed up by anyone who happens to be sharing the same cafe or uh, control a server somewhere between you and your bank, you rely on encryption. Uh, Every time you use your credit card online, you're relying on encryption. When you connect to Google to send a private email, you're relying on encryption. The whole architecture of the internet depends on strong encryption. And the NSA hasn't just been good at making technological or mathematical advances to break codes. Uh, That's their job. Uh, That's what they're supposed to do, to be able to listen in on our enemies. Uh, What they've done, according to some of these reports, is gone further and Essentially, instead of breaking encryption, they have gotten into the business of promoting broken encryption. So uh, in part, that includes working with technology companies, obviously putting pressure on uh, technology companies to create vulnerabilities in software and platforms that are supposed to be secure. And most shocking to a lot of the uh, computer and crypto experts I've spoken to, uh, they have worked to weaken at the very highest level the national and international standards and specifications for various encryption protocols. This is the rough equivalent of falsifying medical research uh, in order to prevent an enemy dictator from being cured. Uh, Maybe you get that small benefit, but you have essentially poisoned the very basis of everyone's online security. Now, the NSA identifies uh, as the benefit, I presume, the fact that they could use that to uh, intercept and decode quickly uh, messages of Im- with importance for national security. So the upside, of course, is that the NSA, which understands the vulnerabilities they've introduced better than anyone, uh, is able to spy on our adversaries for however much value that generates. The downside, of course, is that if you create vulnerable protocols, they are vulnerable, uh, which means it's not just NSA, but cyber criminals, uh, certainly hostile foreign governments like China, which have the resources to build NSA-level banks of supercomputers that are able to attack the vulnerability as to opposed to the specific key. Often in encryption, uh, you attack a specific key to try and unlock a particular person or companies secure communications. But if you can attack the algorithm or the protocol itself, you have in in effect a skeleton key, a way to at least much more quickly unlock lots of traffic, anything encrypted using that protocol. Uh, So, you know, this this is something that's rather obviously at odds with one of NSA's other main missions, which is to protect uh, American cybersecurity. Uh, They've done a lot of 
good work in that vein using their classified knowledge and expertise to help advise on how to make uh, encryption standards more secure. In a way, though, now they've also compromised their ability to do that by compromising the system of trust in international standards and American companies and institutions that make those uh, software implementing those standards. Now, uh, what has sort of emerged out of this these cases is that we get a very clear picture of the NSA leaning on and we're not leaning on, working directly with uh, big corporations to either get data or weaken any attempt to uh, secure data. And it seems that when they've been able to get voluntary cooperation from uh, big corporations, it seems like often they've been able to get that voluntary cooperation. Uh, and when they haven't, they have, it seems, in some cases, resorted to uh, essentially placing moles within companies to uh, compromise security or just stealing master encryption keys so that they're able to unlock traffic. Uh, and this really uh, you know, betrays, I think, an incredible short-sightedness and, and, and recklessness that in the interest of, of ensuring that no message ever passes over the wire that they are not able to read, they would compromise really the, the foundation of our global economic and communications infrastructure and almost worse, the, the, the kind of trust that lets people do that, the trust that American companies rely on when we ask people to bank with us or buy our software. Um, it's, I, I, I just think it's hard to calculate the amount of damage that they have unwittingly done. So in the aftermath of uh, the report in the New York Times on the NSA compromising encryption, uh, John Gilmore, who is a, a software engineer and uh, uh, all-purpose uh, tech luminary uh, wrote about his participation in some of these standards committees where uh, people who were either direct employees of NSA or other computer scientists with long-standing ties to NSA were participating and uh, got a lot of deference because of their expertise, but were recommending things that added complexity, added vulnerabilities, uh, ensured that the standards that they were adopting would be more confusing, less secure. He talks about uh, the, the ways they've worked to set back cell phone encryption so that it's harder to ensure that when you make a cell phone call, someone can't just uh, set up their own little antenna and decrypt uh, your communications. And uh, you know, we can look at cases already in the past where uh, systems designed for government access have been exploited by others. So there's a case in Athens, uh, famously, where a Greek Vodafone a cell phone carrier had uh, equipment that had been designed for U.S. companies with a kind of backdoor access for uh, law enforcement that was then co-opted by still unknown parties. Uh, so major Greek public figures, including uh, members of the legislature and the executive branch and major banks were all eavesdropped on. Uh, there's just no guarantee that when you break the security of systems, uh, you will be the only one to exploit it. So uh, at the same time, members of Congress are standing up on the Hill and uh, wringing their hands about the threat of a digital Pearl Harbor and the billions of dollars, if not trillions, that cybercrime and hostile foreign cyber attacks cost the U.S. The NSA has effectively, if unwittingly, guaranteed that we will be more vulnerable to those attacks. 
Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.